time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for being with us today on the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Glenn, thanks for being here. You ready for another great show? Yeah, Walter, let's jump in. Let's get to it. So uh, I was doing some uh, home renovations, as as usual, has been been the case for the last year and a half or so. And I was measuring some, uh, what do you call it, uh, like a the, the cap on some paneling. So we did some 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 paneling for uh, like beadboard paneling. So I guess it would be kind of the chair rail, but it's not it's not really a chair rail height. It's higher up than that. So whatever you would call that, a trim, piece of trim. And I was measuring. And I got all my measurements, you know, I measured thrice, <laughs> hoping I just had to cut once, right? And right. I went downstairs, I spent all day Saturday prepping and painting the trim so that it'd be easier once I got it up on, you know, just to then fill in the hole, the nail holes after getting it secured. So I had it all ready, went and cut it all on the saw down in the garage, took it all upstairs, and everything was about a half inch short. <laughs> I'd overcut by about a oh, half no. inch on every single piece of trim. I had made the mistake of measuring from panel to panel, not from the wall above the panel to the other wall. Thus, you know, I was sabotaged. I sabotaged my efforts right out of the gate by me- measuring the wrong thing. I should have been measuring from wall to wall, not panel to panel. It added up to about a half an inch being off on all measurements all the way around. So had to go back to Home Depot, buy a whole bunch of other panels, uh, a whole bunch of more trim, come back. And, you know, I, I was able to make the long pieces into the short pieces. So I was able to salvage those, but kind of had to repaint some other pieces. And, you know, it, it just kind of ruined the uh, the weekend plans there a little bit. But <laughs> what, what are you going to do? I sabotaged my own renovation plan. Well, in the same way, people sabotage their own retirement all the time. You know, there's all these things in the financial world, Glenn, that we can't control. Why would we mess up the things that we can control? And so I want to discuss on today's show some of the ways that we see people sabotaging their own financial health. Here's uh, one good example of that, perhaps, Glenn. That would be somebody who maybe obsesses about short-term ups and downs in the market. Somebody who every single week is, ah, the, the, the market's up, the market's down, and they're riding that roller coaster of emotions. Right. Well, no, you're right, Walter, and that sometimes happens, right? Oftentimes, that's a habit that's that's built up over time, you know, and and it's something that's sometimes hard to break, right? Because it's a habit; it's it's become something that's that, that's that's kind of normal. But you've got to get past that because if you're obsessing about that, then normally it's like, oh, I missed out. Oh, I you know I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, it, it causes it causes folks to go to you know into a state that is not probably the the most resourceful. And and when you're in a place like that, you know, emotionally and mentally, you're not apt to make wise decisions. And realistically, you know, when you're in retirement and you're, or you're transitioning into retirement, you got to realize it's like, okay, yes, you want your, your portfolio and your accounts to do well. At the same time, you know, you really have to start thinking about the fact that it's, it's more about how, you know, how are you going to be withdrawing money out and how long is it going to last in the, you know, in the short term, you know, movements up and down are not as important as making sure the money lasts and making sure that you have a plan that is, that is designed to, to, you know, to keep you going, you know, to be able to, you know, draw the income that you need when you need it. And so you can actually have the life that you want in retirement. And that's a hard habit to break for some folks, but it's really, it's really important that you do. 
because the, the focus needs to be on, okay, what's my income plan look like? What's my tax planning look like? You know, what am, am I going to be able to have enough? And, you know, are we going to have the things there for, you know, long-term care if needed and, you know, to, to do the things that we'd like to do for kids and grandkids? And that should be more of the focus, you know, and making sure that all those kinds of plans are in place rather than, hey, that there was some news that caused the markets to jump up or down and, you know, in, in the short term. Well, that's a really good point, Glenn, and I think one that we need to always remember, that short-term versus long-term goals. And you can kind of apply that same outlook to a lot of the things that we'll talk about on today's show. Something else that pops into my mind here as we talk about sabotaging your own retirement is starting Social Security at the wrong time. I think a lot of people just assume, oh, I'm either going to start it right when right when I can or now I have to wait until full retirement age, or I have to wait as long as I can. People kind of go into that decision with a lot of pre-made assumptions, don't they? Yeah, that, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty common, Walter. I mean, folks have, you know, kind of thought about it. So, you know, I mean, obviously it's linked to retirement as to when you take it, but it's not always necessary to think in terms of taking it at the exact same time that you retire. You know, sometimes you might take it a little sooner. Sometimes you might take it a little bit later. Maybe your spouse is going to use a different strategy. Again, it's looking at the whole picture and making sure that your, your, your plan for when and how to take Social Security is done in conjunction with if you're, you know, if you're married, you know, as to, you know, how are you going to blend those together with all of the rest of the monies that you've saved for retirement and your overall income plan and your overall tax plan, if you will, because, you know, tax planning becomes an important part of income planning when it, when it comes to retirement, as we've talked about in, in many, uh, you know, previous podcasts and, and previous shows. It's very, very important to understand that Social Security is not inherently taxable. You've heard me say that a number of times, and simply what that means is, is it's not automatically taxable. You know, if you are taking only Social Security, the vast majority, and that's all your income source, so the vast majority of folks are, are, are not going to pay taxes in that case. So then it becomes, okay, well, when do you start taking other income from other sources, whether it be a pension or whether it's distributions out of an IRA, the more other income that you have starts potentially causing your Social Security to be subject to taxation. And so we want to do some planning about how are we going to get money out of those other accounts or when are we going to start you know, taking income from those other accounts and, and make sure that we're going to be as efficient as we can be so that you know, we don't have unnecessary monies going to Washington, you know, in the form of taxation. And we would like to try to keep more and more of those dollars in your pocket and for the benefit of you and the people you care about. And it's very, very important to understand that it's not just about the cash flow, all that that's an important thing. It's also about holding on to those dollars and making sure that you don't, you know, you're not you know, paying extra taxes that you don't need to. Makes a lot of sense, Glenn. And I think these are conversations that are really important for a lot of people to certainly have. How can you not sabotage your own retirement? Social Security, a big element of that. I would say another one here, too, is pretending like the risk of a nursing home stay is so far in the future that you don't need to think about it right now. Kind of like a why bother? You know, I don't need to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow kind of mentality. Right. Well, and that's normally what happens with with challenging decisions or challenging conversations, right, is, is they tend to be put off. And so, as I always talk with folks about, I mean, you know, long-term care or the potential long-term care costs 
are one of the one of the major risks that you are going to face, you know, in the retirement years. And so it's something that, you know, the, the sooner you start to deal with it and the sooner we start having that conversation and planning about, around it, the better. You know, particularly if we're going to if we're going to use any kind of insurance product at all, whether it's a long term care product or if it's a hybrid product, you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a life insurance policy that has has uh, benefits for chronic illness or long term care that you can actually use those benefits while you're still alive. You know, those, all of those kinds of things. When we start looking at that, we have we have to ask the questions, you know, well, what, what kind of health are you in? You know, and and so obviously, as folks get older, sometimes the things develop, you know, you it's more more likely that things develop, you know, later on in life. And so there are times when folks have put that decision off and they say, you know what, I really need to start doing something about it. Let's let's start to plan and then come to find out they have developed some sort of a pre-existing condition that either makes it impossible for them to get that kind of coverage or makes it more difficult or more, or more costly. And so it's something that, you know, we, we want to start having that conversation, you know, early on, you know, and then evaluate where you are. You know, I mean, you can always you can always, you know, make a different decision later, but you know, it, it's an important thing to make sure that you're addressing all, all of the big challenges, you know, up front. And so, you know, the, the earlier you do that, the more choices you're, you're going to naturally have. I would also say that we should uh, mention this when it comes to sabotaging your own retirement, Glenn. Assuming that just because you like your job right now means that you'll always love it and uh, never want to retire in the future. I think this was my uh, was my dad. Now, his might not have been because he loved his job so much, but I think his was kind of in the ballpark of, uh, you're like, no, I'm just sort of resigned to the fact that I'll just, I'll never retire. I'll keep working for a really long time. I think finally he's probably come around to the line of thinking of, eh, okay, I'll retire. I'll retire soon. <laughs> so it's, right. But but he, he right. was definitely in that camp of, of being in that never retire mindset. Oh, well, no, I mean, it... it <laughs> I do have those conversations more, more often than not. Most, most folks are thinking, you know, Hey, I will retire or I want to, you know, and we start having those conversations, but there are times when, like you say, I mean, you, you have the conversations like, well, you know, I don't think I'll ever really retire and that's okay. You know, I mean, if you, if you really like what you do, but you might want to just think in terms of, well, there might be some, you know, minor transitions that you might make. Maybe you don't want to work full time. Maybe you want to kind of scale it back you know, and how can you do that? You know, have you had a conversation with your employer about the possibility of maybe going to part-time or, or doing something different? I, I oftentimes, will, you know, I have, I have clients that, um, that actually retire from their job and then they, then they end up, you know, going back and consulting on a part-time basis with, with the company that they just left, or maybe another company that does similar things. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different scenarios there. And, and, and funny enough, I mean, sometimes when you, you know, you can transition in those consulting scenarios, you know, you, you, can sometimes be paid more than you were with them when you were an employee and you and you don't have to work as long or as hard so it's you know it's it's something that you want to kind of think about uh, you know if you if you really like what you do there might be another way or a different strategy to be able to continue to do it and serve you and your and, and the people you care about well you know and better and maybe have some more time on your hands too that you can do some of the things that you'd like to do opinions certainly change over time and that is a good example of one that will change maybe now compared to, you know, five or 10 years from now. One other one to throw into the mix here, Glenn, would be not identifying how much you need to spend for the rest of your life to have the lifestyle that you want. That's just a cleverly cloaked way of saying, you know, budgeting, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you want to you want to understand, you know, how much do you need, right? And, and how much income can be 
created with the resources that you have saved and so forth. And that's um, sometimes it's budgeting. Sometimes it's a matter of you know, folks haven't had, you know, the the you know, the discipline to, you know, to kind of, you know, watch over their their monies as they as they come in and they go out. You know, I mean, I normally most people kind of they don't like the idea of budget. It's it, it's kind of like the word diet, right? <laughs> nobody likes the idea of of a diet. Nobody likes the idea of a budget. But you know, it's it's a matter. Sometimes it's just a matter of it's not really a budgetary problem, although it can be. But but more often than not, it's just it's just like trying to understand how much does it take to create the income that I want to have. And, you know, when you haven't really thought in terms of income planning or you don't have any training in that area, you don't really know. You know, it's like when you look at your account and you look at your account value, you don't necessarily know, well, how much income can that really produce, you know, and, and, and how long will it last? Those are new concepts and thoughts for a lot of folks. And, you know, and making sure that, that, you, that you understand that and you're working with somebody that can help you, you know, make a, make a plan is really, really critically important. And if you, if you haven't identified that, you know, particularly if you haven't identified that, you know, before you actually retire, you know, then you can, you could end up, you know, in a, in a situation where it's like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, you've got, uh, you know, some regrets and, you know, because you, you've, you've inadvertently, you know, sabotaged, you know, what you really wanted to have for your retirement years. So you know, we always encourage folks, let's, let's take a look at that. And, you know, those, those are some of the basic st- things that we start to ask is, is not, you know, do you have a forced budget in place? But, you know, basically, how, you know, what is it what does it cost you to live the lifestyle that you're going to lead? And then we also look at, you know, are, are, are there expenses out there that 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 um, that are either going to come up or maybe that are going to go away? You know, sometimes we you know, folks haven't quite paid off their house and there's a house payment and they really they feel like, hey, we're going to pay this off in the next couple of years. And they haven't really thought about that. And suddenly they're going to have, you know, extra money that, that they that they didn't think about. And it's it's not that they're increasing their income, but they're reducing their expenses. And ultimately, it's it's kind of six of one half dozen the other because we're talking about monthly cash flow, and so it's really just important that we look at all those things and we and we make sure that there's a there's a plan in place that will you know give you the life and the lifestyle that you want to have. All important items to be thinking about. Uh, make sure that you're not sabotaging your own retirement right out of the gate, like a lot of these assumptions, like a lot of these ideas will lead to. That's so important. So don't assume certain things about Social Security until you've really explored what's a good fit for you. Don't just assume that the way you view and approach retirement right now will always be in place and intact, that your mind may change over time. Lots of good examples, I think, on today's show. If you need to talk with an advisor about these kinds of things and how to structure a financial plan that achieves the kind of retirement that you're desiring and how to make sure that you're not sabotaging yourself in the future, give a call to Glenn at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. And always online as well at GreensboroRetirement.com. That's GreensboroRetirement.com. Schedule a free consultation right there from the page. Glenn, thanks for the help as always. Good guidance on today's show, and we'll look forward to another good conversation next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. Just look for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. We'll talk again soon. 